Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What up, fuckers? So here's the deal. You know, we've got this public platform that you're listening to right now. And then there's the private Traumatized Motherfuckers Patreon platform, which has, I don't know, 300 past episodes in great depth on a lot of these topics and many more. But the thing you might not know is I have a third little mini platform that I've been developing for the past few months where I was doing a daily podcast drop. I've recently slowed that down to more like a three to five podcasts a week kind of thing. And I've been writing from kind of a different place around trauma issues, around some interesting universal perspectives that reset trauma brains and things like that. So I figured, why not take one of those recordings on one of these kind of controversial trauma topics and release it here on this public platform this week? Let's see what you think and uh, open to any feedback you might have. But let's talk about hardening rather than truly healing in the face of complex trauma. And cheers, y'all. Hardening against trauma is not healing from trauma. All right. So first controversial one coming at you that you might hate. I do not expect warm and fuzzy feelings around this. And I do apologize if it hits in a hard way. I expect a lot of manager and protector parts are going to be pretty uncomfortable. And you are free to ream me if you're so inclined. I really don't mind just opening up some conversations here. So what I've seen a lot in this whole trauma recovery game for the past many years now is that people often are not really trying to heal from trauma, like at all. Oh, okay. Maybe they're trying. That's an unfair statement to make. But what is actually happening is that they're strengthening their defense systems, 
their managers, their trauma roles and reactions. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading it all completely wrong, but in the common collective of information and people sharing their CPTSD stories on the social medias, trauma recovery seems to be broadly akin to don't be a fucking sucker anymore, which, sure, you know, that's that's turning away from old patterns, saying no to fawning and falling into abusive situations on repeat, being done with using humans for escapism or a sense of safety, that sort of thing. But long term, is that really recovery or is that just black and white thinking? Saying people have hurt me before in this way, so I'll never give anyone the chance again. Or I detected something that made me squirm, so I'm cutting this out immediately. Like, I think it's a step in trauma recovery. Noticing your system reacting, paying attention to it for once, getting distance and freedom from those triggers to establish conditions that allow a brain and self reset. But I don't think it reflects actual full recovery. It reflects protective strategies, which were developed from the experiences of trauma, now extrapolated into these rigid reactionary shutdowns, which are really just trauma swinging the opposite direction, but still an echo of the original trauma imprinting on the future indefinitely. Like, if you were always a people pleaser and now you refuse to please anyone, okay, cool, that is a problematic pattern broken, but it's a new problematic pattern that's been created just in a completely polarized direction. I won't participate in relationships at all. They will serve me. I will serve no man. And that's the end of it. And yeah, fuckers. I get it. I've done it and I still do it. But to me, that strategy says a new manager hath been born. Not I'm working with my system to find broader and more middle grounded perspectives and not myself is in control. If the self was in control, then you would be hearing from parts who felt the opposite as well. You'd be negotiating with them to find their pain points and what they really need. There would be gray tones available from working between the extreme parts. There would be compromises between those pieces programmed in such different ways to find a solution that does work for everyone, rather than the solution that the biggest, baddest protector part is now forcing into the psyche. You know? So... I've seen this like a billion times over now, including in my own system intensively throughout last year. I was shut down and stuck in my managers and protectors, but they felt like they were me based on how they were showing up consistently every day. And, you know, the contained wisdom within those protective pieces. I said no fucking way to everything that was reminiscent of past trauma patterns. Every red, orange, or yellow flag was an immediate shutdown, not any room for further consideration. You're not going to get me this time, assholes. And I'm not saying we should dismiss those flags, but my referees were going wild 
often throwing handkerchiefs before the players had actually made their critical move. But that's just where my system was at. Hardened against the world on the outside and all possible sources of pain, which made me harden against my pieces on the inside and all of their possible pains. Now, it felt better than being as open as I had been, say, when I pranced into the dead dad house and tried to be an optimistic and loving buddy to my brothers. Uh, didn't go well, and that made me shut down all of those pieces who had been so sprightly and prepared to lean in no matter what. So then I decided it was the right thing to do, putting up my shields as I hid away from everyone instead. But that's not trauma recovery. That's living in the shadow of trauma. I felt terrible. I was scared all the time. I was living through fear by letting those parts of me dictate all my actions, which made me feel less than myself. And an approach like that closes out new opportunities to find those balanced, harmonious, healthy ways forward because it doesn't allow your system to do the same. It's like continually relying on a protective guy, the dude built from trauma adaptively, and declaring your brain healed. And again, of course, it all keeps you from experiencing the gray tones rather than living in the extremes forever. All we know is the extremes, all or nothing. Relationships and certain people are all good or all bad. And that's, again, not healing extreme views. It's diving further into them. When we can't lay down the protector, we can't get into ourself. When we can't show up with all our parts, we're not allowing our lives to fully flourish. We don't heal them. We just go the opposite direction into a different trauma coping strategy. So I've seen this, say, in this Instagram post that I just made last night. Now, remember that I wrote this a few weeks ago, y'all. But it was a screenshot of a casual friend who I've known for about six months calling me the fuck out for being shut down and self-protective against the danger that other people signify to me. The message on my part was, holy shit. People can read this on me from a hundred miles away, literally. And that means I am definitely not recovering from my relationship patterns. Clearly, I am shut down when I don't even mean to be and extremely self-protective, which is not the vibe if you want to make new connections that matter. And I do. So what have I been doing here? And the response from the Instagram followers was... Not that. Not anything in line with that. Instead, it was people saying, how dare that person say you're closed off? You deserve to be. This really bugged me. Well, I gotta say, first of all, tough love moment. If anything I say is bugging you, that means it's your unhealed parts screaming on my behalf because it's something that they're too intimidated by to consider without shame themselves, I would guess. You're probably carrying parts that need some serious attention if they're this reactive to someone else's story, 
Uh, I'm guessing that there is an exile popping up and a manager that shortly follows to silence the danger. But that's on other brains, about other brains, not about me or mine. Secondly, look, yeah, I can be as closed off as I want to be. It is my right. My boundaries are my boundaries. But I wasn't trying to lay those boundaries, and therefore this person wasn't crossing them in a way that required backlash. This wasn't someone trying to break down the doors I put up. It wasn't an unhealthy exchange. I took zero offense. I laughed out loud, replied, yep, you fucking nailed it, and then got pretty somber and deeply reconsidered what my actions had been and where those actions were coming from. The answer was trauma brain, manager parts shutting out other human beings because they had wounded me. And again, to me, that is not trauma rehabilitation. That's like trauma management through avoidance. And it's actually erasing the entire point of life from my perspective. Like, you know, another easy example, my mom. She's, quote, not traumatized because she's closed off from all of her own emotions and the entire human race. As I keep saying, she's just a very hardened exterior around a soft interior that's increasingly impossible for her, her to contact, especially when she's around other people. And I'm sad to say, one, that that's happening to her, and two, that I completely get it, that I feel myself becoming the same at times. I've certainly been in that general area for a while, and it comes with intense isolation in order to just try to feel okay. So no contact with certain people can be healthy, but no contact with certain people because we can't face the pains that they've created in the past, that isn't healing wounds to those parts or helping your managers to set down their pitchforks. It's perpetuating the wound. And of course, having no contact at all with all humans after a few have injured you, well, that's just making the wound grow even larger. Trauma recovery isn't seeing the patterns you've enacted in the past and how they fucked you and then doing the exact opposite without compromise. That's a trauma response to the original trauma response. A part born to shut down the other parts, which are dangerous. A continuation of a split, polarized, unharmonious system, strengthening of the hard parts. And to me, the hard parts are just adaptations at the expense of the soft parts, which are pretty much the innate experience of being a living, breathing, connective, emotional, human animal. Another way to put this, because I think it's hard to see in our own selves or our own species, is, look, Marcus is afraid of other dogs after having his face and ears chewed apart by at least one in the past. He is reactive to them. He comes at them with a really hard and distrusting approach. He's shut down towards them. He's taken an all-dogs-will-eat-my-face belief under his collar. It's easier to just keep him away from them because it keeps everyone happier and less triggered. And he's not really interested anyways. 
but is it true that all dogs will try to destroy him? Absolutely not. It's just an extreme reaction to something that happened, echoing as a protective strategy through his daily life to this day. So is the right answer to never let Marcus near other dogs again? To let his protector parts continue telling him all dogs are danger, we just stay away? Or is that stunting his experience as a dog on this planet by harshly avoiding a thing that hurt him in the past so he just never connects with his species again? In reality, he just needs to learn to let his guard down sometimes in the right company. And yeah, it's a skill. And yeah, it'll be slow moving to develop. And yeah, it'll probably come with a lot of reactivities until we get to that point. But wouldn't it be better for him if he could run with some other pups at a park or meet them nose to nose on the trails rather than stringently assessing all dogs as danger points as his head sinks below his haunches in a freeze state and thereby continues living in the shadow of whatever happened to him in the first place. And similarly, his literal scars from those past traumas strewn across his face, uh, they present openly to others. People see this, they see him, they see his old patterns, and they cross the street or pick up their dogs off the ground for protection, meaning they do the same thing back to him, exiling him because of his past, removing more opportunities for him to prove himself as being more than his prior abuse experiences to others and to him. And isn't that pretty fucking sad for everybody? All the opportunities for new perspectives and healing that aren't taking place through practice. All the old assumptions continuing to march forwards because everyone is too initially judgmental, reactive, and scared to let their guard down for a second. You know, if it seems safe enough. Just saying, I think true trauma recovery is not trauma hardening. Presenting our scars to the world to let everyone know we're not down for their lashing. Hunkering down even harder to banish all the things that could hurt, especially when it comes to our social engagements. To me, it's the opposite. Realizing that those things hurt and have historically hurt, but finding ways to reapproach them anyways with less hurt. Developing balanced and gray-toned strategies to keep moving forwards rather than shut-down methods that amount to perpetual avoidance. And yeah, you're gonna hit bumps along the way. And yeah, you're going to have to work with your trauma brain to manage it when you're putting yourself in the way of potential harm. And yeah, there are going to be times that the harder parts, like the punk rock or fuck this guy, get involved. And that's healthy too, as long as you're using your gray tones. For me, leaning into those fears and hypotheticals, acknowledging through all your relevant parts, and reassuring them that it's worth trying anyways, and those same factors can't hurt us again in the same ways they have before, because we are different now, because we're not living in freaked out parts we're living from ourselves now. That is trauma recovery. To me, opening up to the soft shit, 
finding how to calibrate parts so you're not in harm's way, but you're also not shutting down every single fucking thing that could sting. Not living behind ever higher walls and calling it recovered. And that's my rant for the day, motherfuckers. See you in the comments. TSIF. Cheers. Hey again, fuckers. I'm just popping in to mention some next steps that you can take to help yourself and this project to continue evolving. Got comments on anything presented here? Check out Spotify to answer community discussion questions for each show and to read responses from others. Subscribe to the private stream that's located there for a smattering of extra trauma talk episodes just to get a better idea of what we do here. Send in your voice recording or send an introductory DM wherever you find me. I love hearing from you and sharing your insights. For one of these avenues, just hit up Instagram at traumatized.motherfuckers and see semi-regular posts from me on all of the topics that we discussed here and beyond, especially that society trauma culture, bold nonsense, which has become a platform fave. If this show has helped you in any way, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps this little land of misfit toys DIY effort enormously. And when you're ready to rethink how you think, to redraft your brain and make lifelong changes, I'll see you in the private community. Find it at patreon.com slash motherfuckers for hundreds of personal experience and academic research mashup episodes. If you're ready for it, jump into the closed-door Discord support community that you may have been looking for, full of folks who get it and are actively working towards their own recoveries. Why is it a closed community, you ask? To make sure that we're in a safe place where we have the resources we need for rewiring and none of the abuse re-immersion. That said, inflation may have rocked prices everywhere, but not here. Learn to support yourself and your life will flourish. Till then, take care out there, battling the cunt muffins rocking our inner and outer worlds. And I'll see you in the motherfucking fort. Hail yourself and cheers, y'all. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.